I now see how owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. Which reminds me, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to admit this. I used to think for some reason, <laughs> we have these stories that we tell ourselves when we're younger, right? So there's a couple of stories I would tell myself when I was younger. I would, I, which is horrible. I would say that my brother was adopted. I wouldn't always tell him this, but I would tell like friends or like that, oh no, my brother is adopted. And oh, sometimes there was maybe one or once or twice, I don't think he remembers this, that I said that we found, we found him in the toilet. It was bad. And it was like trying to like establish this like point of control, like, oh, you're not a real sibling. Like I'm the one that's related to to mom. You're not. We found you. That was a mean sister time of my life. Wasn't that long. It wasn't that long, Mm -hmm. I promise you. And then one of the other stories that I would tell, I had so many different stories that I would tell. I think I would tell guys that I dated. This was like high school. That I was a twin. <laughs> and that my twin died in, in my mom's belly. And I I don't know if I was the evil or the good one. <laughs> depending. <laughs> but I was like, I would tell people I was supposed to be a twin and well, you never know if I was if I'm the evil twin or the good twin. <laughs> like it was just a whole <laughs> whole thing. I stopped that phase real quick as well. So I would think of like, what if I was a twin, actually a twin? What my life would be like. I wouldn't feel like an individual anymore. You know? But that's a, it, you just like brought back so many things for me with these stories that I would make up about myself or even just being out or meeting people. And that, I guess a dream or this idea that I could be, that I could make up this other persona who, who I could be. And that I think, cause I think I did similar things with my brother. And I think there's a part of me that just really wanted things to be different. And there was something around that lie or that, um, this creating something that maybe isn't really there. I think I did it for a longer phase. And now it's like coming back to me that, that I've done this. Mm. And it's not something I'm very mm. proud of. So I feel like the shame coming up around like, I'm not sure I want to share what stories I made up because they feel like they weren't even, like, I don't even know who they were for. Mm. Like I would make it, I would make up stories strangers and feel pretty empty inside after I don't know if it was for my own entertainment or to see if I Mm. could or Mm. for me if I think back on all the stories that I have told throughout my adolescence um, there are some 
that I that also bring up shame. But and so I think about where I was at during that time, what's going on in my mind, and I feel like it was a, a form of escapism of not really being a lot feeling aligned with my my present moment with what was going on. So I wanted to just create a different reality for myself. And even though I knew that it wasn't true, it was kind of like, now this person can see me from those eyes of like the story that I'm telling to either feel accepted or, or to garner some type of like, I don't know, accolade or just like like some type of response from whomever I'm telling. Because I guess for me, the truth wasn't, wasn't enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those, the stories that, and it's so interesting because the stories are not real that we're making, right? We're making, we were making these stories and telling mm-hmm. these people and they were essentially lies, right? But then it's like, no, were they lies or were they yeah. just us being creative and having our, using our imagination? And yes, not true, but like at that age, we're just, we are literally teetering between reality and like our imagination. So we're just moving in through those spaces the idea of escaping what's happening, it's like, if those stories are not true, why are we experiencing right now, even talking about it, shame for something that didn't, like, like we did it, we created stories, but like, why is that bringing up shame? I think there's something around like inauthenticity mm. for me mm-hmm. um, that I think what, I was really looking for was for someone to know that that was a lie and be like, no, that, that can't be true. I see the real you. Mm. Um, I think I played around a lot with, and I think I still have, oh my gosh, I still have this like longing that someone's going to see through all of the mm. masks and be like, Mm-mm, this is not you. This is you. And that somehow if I could make up some kind of exaggerated story or something that obviously wasn't true, that I was hoping that someone would be like, no, but tell me about you. Like, who's the, who's the real you? So the longing that I have to be seen for the real me, it feels like it was so strong that I was making up lies so extreme to get people to see through it and maybe even laugh. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like I recognize that now, like in myself, in meeting people, in that there's a resistance for me to show the real me, but there's a longing for someone to see it. Mm. And I feel like there's a disconnect with me really wanting to, for someone to just see that, oh, wait, but there's more to you. Mm but not really wanting to show all of that. So it's like, I have my masks on, but I want someone to, to be able to see through it. It's, it's really an interesting space to be in of you're wearing masks and have these masks, but you want people to see the real you. Then why mm. wear the masks? Mm. You know, because I mean, we have all of these masks, even ones that we don't, we are not aware of, but like, I guess the more that we remove them, then the more that we could also see people for who they are. And then there are people that are just like, hmm, there's something more. Because I'm thinking about our interaction when we first met. 
And I was like, yeah, she's presenting herself in this way. (laughs) But there's something more that's going on. There's a lot behind those eyes and that customer service smile (laughs) that you were presenting at Fort Bell. So, yeah, I guess there are times where people can see through that, see through those masks, because they also live that same lifestyle of, you know, presenting and and being this way. And like the true you will shine to those that, I don't know, to the people that you need or are aligned with, the true you will show. So I don't know about the masks. Everyone does it. We all have this fear of looking bad or longing of looking good and not just looking good superficially, but looking good and like knowing the right answer, having, you know, talking a certain way, having all the knowledge and just not looking bad and always looking good. So I feel like we have all these masks for, for that main reason, I think. Yeah. And I think what I'm realizing is that for me to be able to attract people that I want in my life, I need to start acting. Like I need to start removing the masks because I, (laughs) I feel like you were an exception (laughs) because you, or we were given the space somehow with the interview and then having that lunch after that, it was just this deep dive into something Mm -hmm. more real and going deeper. But I have a feeling that with wearing these masks that I don't attract people that I want in my life because this first impression, not that I'm necessarily in the customer service, um, people pleasing mode all the time, but I'm definitely hiding. You're saying that that's what's happening now. That's what you're doing now. I feel that way. Yeah. And where like this, Uh, being more open is something that I feel is necessary for me to be able to attract the people that I want in my life as well. Because when I, you know, show these masks, that's the people that I am attracting in as well. And then I get Mm -hmm. frustrated that they can't go any deeper or they don't want to see anything else, but I haven't been showing anything else either. So I'm just realizing as always, I'm realizing this, right now, as I'm saying it, that it's not a surprise that I'm attracting people and I'm surrounded by people now who love me to a certain level or are capable of loving me to a certain level. Because if I'm not willing to be vulnerable and show my heart and show who I really am, then how am I going to find people who are willing to love that? Like it's this, it's again, the longing for something, but not really being able to saying the lies and then having the longing for the deeper connection instead of being authentic with strong boundaries and then attracting people who appreciate that and love that and want that in their lives. What's coming up for me is hypocrisy. It's like you want these people to do Mm. these things and be this way, but you're not showing up that way. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So what masks, Do you want to release? (laughs) The good girl. Mm. 
Oh, she's such a good girl. And she always helps to clean up and she always, you know, I'm always dressed right for the occasion and I'm always saying the right things. And yeah. That's draining to keep that up all the time. Yep. Yeah. And it's not for me. Like when I'm home alone, I'm not a good girl. Mm-mm. Ah, that's for someone that's else. But I do all of that. Can we be <laughs> who we are when we're home alone in public? <laughs> that is authenticity. Oh, that is truly just not giving a bleat, not caring at all, and just loving yourself to a point where it's like, I don't care what you all think about me. I love myself unconditionally. This is who I am. This is what happens when I wake up. This is sometimes I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay down. I don't want to talk to anyone. Sometimes um, I really don't care about what's going on in your life. It's just you're complaining a lot and it's annoying. I don't care (laughs) in this moment. um, Sometimes I want to pick out on ice cream, vegan ice cream to be specific. Hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't care what you think of it. But since we do care still, and we're, we're working on not caring and loving ourselves unconditionally, I guess I am. I, can, I can't speak for you. But can we truly be who we are behind closed doors in front of other people? And becoming so honest around why not? Like why why does it have to be different? What what is that separation? Right, this is who I am. Where I think I need to be something. Yeah. And like and also like realizing like why would people not love me for who I am? Because I keep coming back to the same thing. It's like it's my longing for someone to love me for who I am. But obviously I don't think that that's good enough to present to the world or I think I need to do something else to be, to belong or to be worthy of, I don't know, attention or love or whatever it is. Yeah. It's really bringing up, we have to do it for ourselves and those people will show up because if we're looking for it outside of us, then it's like, we're always going to be disappointed it's not going to match exactly what we need. So like learning how to really love yourself the way that you would want someone else to love you and do that for yourself and they'll show up. So like the longing for something outside of you, like longing for this type of love longing, it's, it could be a very long time till you find that. Right. Um, Yeah. And it's just like, why can't, well, for me, it's like, do it to yourself. Love yourself the way that you would want someone else to love you. Show up for yourself mm-hmm. in those ways. And so like showing up for myself and like, and I realize this with work or with creating, I will show up for other people so much. Like what they need in terms of creating and just go all out. And then it's like, yes, I'm, I'm showing, I'm loving them and showing them the way that I would love to be loved. And it's like when it, when it came, not now, cause I'm 
even doing this podcast is a is a is a moment of showing ourselves love. Like we're dedicating time to create in this space. Um, but before I would, you know, either procrastinate or make up excuses to not do things for my for my own creativity, things that I need to work on. You know? So it's like yeah. I'm not showing up for myself the way that I would want other people to show up for me or how I show up for others. It's why is that? Why am I putting my things on the back burner? To what end? <laughs> you know? And it's really yeah. like, how are you showing up for yourself in this moment? And that question is what I am now consistently asking. How am I showing up for myself in this moment? Mm. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if I've really felt this with you, but I think with a lot of my other girlfriends, I've felt that there's also this waiting for someone else to come in and show up for me, if that makes sense. That it's not just about how we show up for other people in a way that we don't show up for ourselves. It's also that I'm not doing it because I'm waiting for someone else, you know, the prince mm. on the white horse to ride in and just help me focus on my creativity. Like, I, I feel like I have this strange dream that someone's going to come in and be this like savior mm. almost, or someone who's going to, um, when I meet that right person, everything will fall into place and it will be this, um, almost as if I'm waiting for someone else to to love me right but I need to start loving me right so that I can set an example for how other people are supposed to love me the ongoing theme from what you've described is this waiting and longing and what does that, mm. that, that it's like what do you get out of that how is that going for you this, this feeling of like, how come it's not here yet? You know? So again, it's like the external thing of when I get this thing, I'll be happy. Yep. But then if we're focused on that, we'll never be happy. It's always going to be something outside of us. When I get this partner, when I get this job, when I move to this new place, but how can we maintain our happiness regardless of that external stuff? Yeah. We are your hosts, Ogay and Sarah, and we look forward to inviting you into our world to explore topics like creativity, vulnerability, and relationships. So step into our home, grab a seat and a cup of tea and enjoy. Please show us some love by subscribing, sharing, and liking the episodes. You can also find us on our website, theunknownpodcast.com without the O, or find us on Instagram and TikTok. Links are in the show notes. Peace.